0: Know the Source on One Radio Network. Or as my Uncle Tony used to say, know the sauce. (laughs) Good morning. We had a little little technical thing hanging out there that we had to deal with at the last moment. From time to time, things start to blink when they're not supposed to blink, and I blinked. But my crack tech guy, Ruben... He was on the top of his game and fixed it right away. So we're here a few minutes after after ten o'clock. Uh, my name is Patrick Timpone. If you're listening, uh, watching on BitChute, one of our a lot of people are finding our videos on Bitshoot. Uh, please subscribe so you every time we upload a Bitshooter, uh, you'll know. And then all of our audios are on OneRadioNetwork.com. That's the name of this place where we're hanging out. And it is a Friday morning, the 3rd of March, every Friday, and sometimes during the week when we just do a, a one-on-one. Um, your host here, Patrick, best best name I have at the moment, uh, we wax philosophically, spiritually, monetarily, geopolitically, and just stuff about life, and uh, that's what we do. Generally, we calls when they come in but our telephone 800 line let me move over here a little bit get more in the center our 800 line is um, not working we had an ice event I think about two weeks ago even longer that literally broke a line you know the ice gets on there and it breaks it so they've been having a hard time getting to all of these so this is Still an issue here this morning. I've talked to them a few times, and they're on it. It's just, this was an amazing amount of ice in Texas. So, no phones this morning again, but maybe by next week they'll have them. So, please participate, if you'd like, through email. The only way you can get me this morning, or get to me, is Patrick. At one radio network.com. That's it. And questions we do, questions we answer emails about all kinds of things and um, just kind of kick things around for a little while on a Friday morning. We're going to attempt once again to bring you Dr. Tom Cowan's uh, 1 p.m. Central. Dad, he does every Friday. We used to wear it every Friday. And good stuff. We tried it last Friday, but we couldn't make it work. And You know, it's just computer karma for all of us, right? We'd have a little computer karma. And try to figure it out. A little sip of tea here.
1: Hmm, that's good.
0: So here we are. Added some water some lemon to our water. We like doing that. Um, Can I? I want to move this over a little bit. Get me more in the middle here. What do you think? Oh, Oh, is that tune stuck in the middle with you? So here we are Friday morning, Patrick at One Radio Network, Dot com. What are we going to start with? Let's see. What are we going to start with here? <laughs> well, I've, I had quite a spiritual exercise this morning. Oh, two, three, four o'clock. Went for about three hours, and uh, so just as a little background, uh, we don't do a lot of things that other podcasters do, comment on what other people are doing, good, bad, and different. I mean, that's pretty much the genre of everybody out there, from Tucker Carlson to whoever. People pretty much just talk about what other people are doing. This is good, this is bad, that kind of thing. And that's fine. And that's pretty much what the interweb is filled of of people. Then you have some really more... Oh, you know, advanced uh, podcast, and everybody has a podcast now, advanced podcast like uh, Mark and Sam Bailey, Dr. Samantha Bailey, uh, Thomas Cowan, and um, Steve Falconer, and, um, you know, lots of people, you know who they are. And they are digging in and doing research and, and and looking at, at things around the world and trying to make some sense out of it. And we do the same thing here. Um, my real passion in life is, you know, the big questions, uh, who we are, why we are, where we are, and what it's all about, Alfie, and where do we go from here? How did we get here? Those kinds of things. Most of the, the ideas that I give you on Friday and other days when we're on one-on-one are from my own personal um, spiritual experiences, meaning um, out-of-body experiences when, when my body's sleeping, either in a dream state and I'm conscious of it, or in a dream state where I'm conscious of it when I come back in the body, or a little of both, where you're actually conscious of yourself as a spiritual being outside the body looking, but then you still feel your body. There's all kinds of different ways to do it, and all kinds of different ways that it comes about. So, most of what I talk about is something that I have seen and experienced, which I think is a benefit for you, the consumer, of our shows on video and audio, is that you are receiving some real-time, authentic information of what I've seen, not just something that I've read, nothing wrong with that, and then repeating, which is what most people do, because that's what they do, and, and and I understand, and that's what pretty much uh, books are about. Most most books are about about um, most books are about books that came before them, and then it's just more. And then there's five thousand million books out there, and um, whatever. But we are in a new a new age. Excuse the euphemism. Um, we are in a new age, and oh, that began you know, a couple hundred years ago and started to evolve where this was a time when souls, who you and I are, souls, spiritual beings who flipped into this body who God knows how long ago, which I could tell you, I don't know for sure, but certainly all the facts for me that I've had lots of past lives. I've remembered some of them. And... This is a time where after you and I could have been or had hundreds of thousands of past lives, if not more, for some reason, as as these um, waves move, uh, these different um, cycles go through, uh, things become more interesting Um, just because of cycles. So this is what the, um, oh, you know, the 2012, remember 2012? Pretty much much to do about nothing, but it was part of a conjecture in the Nostradamus and the Mayans and the whole thing about this is a period where souls uh, were waking up more than they did before. And of course, we've seen that really, haven't we? oh, gosh, in the last 50 years. There's no doubt about it. Uh, It started in, oh, in the early, you know, whatever, with Vietnam, and we got out there in the streets and protested the war and got into mm, wacky tobacco and made love and not war, which is probably generally a good idea. And, and, uh, and, yeah, and, uh, you know, the whole thing with the, the hippie areas and the Beatles and and if you look at it, it's, it's they're all connected. I mean, we were just, uh, uh, I remember the time, you may not, I mean, you possibly have not been around as long as I have, but that's okay. But this is what went on in the 60s and 70s and, and 80s. And, and uh, even if you came in in 70 or 80 or 90, whatever, um, this, you're part of it, you're part of this. So this is why you're here listening to me at this moment otherwise you wouldn't be here if you weren't interested in learning more about how this thing all works and uh, perhaps you know figure out how you might not have to come back and do this thing again uh, called reincarnate on planet earth So, in that regard, the only thing I know that I can speak about and share with you mostly are just my own experiences. And you might think that, well, all he talks about is himself, but I don't know what else to talk about. It's the only thing I can talk about is what I've experienced. And then share some ideas that might help you have a happier, healthier, more productive, more abundant uh, life while you're here I mean what else is there I mean I think our whole I think our job one in in living in this reality is to be happy and that may seem a bit narcissistic to you or self-absorbed but it really isn't because if we are not happy and are looking forward to a lot of good things in our life and trying new things and experimenting and, and doing life and really into life every moment, figuring out what's going on and trying this, trying that as many of you do, which I can tell from your emails, especially when it comes to taking care of your health issues. Um, I mean, if if we're not doing that, I mean, you know, really what's the point, uh, You know, you can only eat so much ice cream, have so much pizza, have so much sex, and watch so many football games, and then what else you got? You know, as somebody said, most men, excuse me, lead lives of quiet desperation, and I suspect that's true. But you and I, we don't have to do that. Because we know there's something else going on here. It's about 10.30 and this is, uh, we're live on the 3rd of March. So join us with a question, comment of what are you talking about? Or what about a guest or a product or whatever. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com We don't do a lot of politics here because after many years of being kind of, sort of, kind of politically well it's pretty much all in our opinion nonsense so it's not really worth talking about much because we've learned over the years that it's all just uh, theater and th- these people on the political structure—they just say whatever they want to say and get elected, and that's it. And they're control freaks, and pretty much it. But geopolitics is interesting because you know can affect our our dollar uh, geopolitics. Why we talk to. Uh, the Tom Luangos of the world and Martin Armstrong and, and um, those kind of folks to kind of get a sense of what's going on in the world of money and Fred Dashevsky, of course, with the real world of money. He was here on Wednesday. And we can get a better sense of what this um, unit, monetary unit called the dollar, is going to be worth uh, 10 years from now, which is really the only real thing that matters as Andrew Goss my mentor and these ideas um, was nice enough to spend time and teach me and teach us every week here on one radio network from 2008 to about what three years ago and he went on his cosmic vacation so a long time I guess about 12 years every week two hours or so and all of these shows, called the Real World of Money, are on one radio network. So, dig into these shows. You will learn so much of how this thing all works. And Fred Rachefsky, he's more of a Fred is more of a now time guy. He does, but he knows a lot about the, the history. And we had we had quite a um, quite a good show with him on Wednesday. So watch them. Also, uh, maybe we should do better at telling people what we do have, but we have so many emails that come in and say, hey, have you heard about this guy? Why don't you interview him? And probably, I, I would say, 75% of the time, we already have, and he's on our website. So use our, our 15 years of, of audio Podcast, Use those to your benefit. Go on one radio network. Put in names and subject matters of um, people, places that you uh, that you're interested in. Subject matters uh, different, and you're liable to find that we have talked to these people. and And if we have, and then you listen and you like to learn more, well, then you know, then let us know. But don't be concerned about. Uh, asking us because I always write back and I'm, I'm very nice. Thanks. We, we talk to them here and I'll send you to the link. We're live here this morning. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com You may um, have seen the, the wonderful show we did on Wednesday with Mark Bailey and Samantha Bailey in New Zealand Uh, I love to say this, and I think I heard on a movie, you make a really cute couple, what do they do? They're just just gorgeous and lovely people. And so, so um, passionate about this virus thing. And so, watch the show on BitChute, if you haven't seen it, or listen to it on the audio, on One Radio Network, and all of the audio shows right underneath the right underneath the videos, then you have all the audio shows beginning with Wednesday with Fred and the Baileys, and then you keep going down and down and down all the way back for 15 years. Just keeps going. Or then you find them, of course, different ways, too. But they're just brilliant people, and they've recently uh, moved uh, to some land I an old house they have and they're gathering some animals. I have a couple, couple of kids. And that's another reason why I why I really resonate with uh, with them because this really is on my to-do list. We have, uh, we, Toodle and I, have um, 15 acres here. Very blessed to have a quiet, quiet place in Dripping Springs. It's about an hour outside of Austin. And uh, we have a creek that's uh, coming back to life. Boy, we we had about one year of drought. and It's a good creek, but when we don't get uh, just normal rains, it can just, the spring that feeds the creek can just quit, which is what it's pretty much done now. But, yeah, the rain here has been um, really spotty. But, you know, things happen. They go in cycles. But anyway, it's a great land, but uh, we have on our vision board I would show you but can't get the camera up there um, a place and I, I you know I write about it journal about it and think about it a place I don't know where exactly somewhere could be in Texas here or it could be I don't know Tennessee I'm kind of interested in all kinds of areas even up north maybe uh, but I want to get some we're not one to going to get some you know, horses, I love horses, maybe some moo cows, I don't know if I'd eat them, but just for pets, they're just really, I don't know if you've ever hung around cows, but probably couldn't, I, I don't want to eat them, I can eat them from someplace else, I'll get some farmer's market, but uh, I'd like to have some cows, going to have some cows, a um, few cows just to hang around, and um, you know, maybe some goats, goat's milk, chickens, that kind of thing, and and along with that, of course, just the right uh, woman, uh, and then have a few babies. So so that's what I'm going to do. That's on my um, vision board and, and my goals. And we can talk about my process to bring these things into physical reality, and I can explain to you how it works spiritually, And I'm no expert at it because I'm still here, but uh, these things are circling the runway. I can feel them, I can see them, and things then manifest here, and we can talk about that this morning, and I will, and I can give you some very interesting, geeky, spiritual things of how it works. That helps me because I don't know as I understand it more, I feel more empowered to bring things into physical reality, just understanding how it works. And that's why I do the spiritual work that I do. It's just my thing, this lifetime, to really understand it. And I suspect this has a lot to do with where I'm moving into um, writing screenplays, which we've written three and still rewriting three, and uh, gonna make movies films and I'm going to have a lot of these ideas in the films which I have because uh, this information is really needed in physical reality because this is how people learn is stories you know what I mean? Stories? Yeah It's interesting. Uh, most of the, all of the real great teachers, from Jesus, all the way down to my spiritual teacher, they tell stories, because that's how people can get engaged with the ideas, rather than um, a lecture, you know, telling them how it works. Which is, which is one of the reasons I wanted to get into. Now, you know, years ago I started studying screenwriting. Because I kind of knew this with, with my teacher, and uh, and others, and um, the hero's journey, this this story of people, um, Joseph Campbell. It's a great book, by the way, to read. And all souls go through these cycles in their life from the very beginning. They're born, and at the beginning, we are we are. Um, We're like orphans, right? We don't really know where we're going here, and then then we pick up the pace in our 20s and 30s, and become wanderers, and we really start wandering around after high school and college, saying, "Wow, well, wow, well, what's going on?" And then in the th- and then in the third act, uh, or the second act of a generally of a, of a movie, two-hour movie, then the the hero, you and I. We become like warriors. And then we start, you know, really getting more involved with, duking it out with people and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, overcoming obstacles, which is what we're all doing right now. And then, and then the last act, we become, um, what is it, orphan wanderer, and then we become martyrs. This is the classic hero's journey that we all go through in, in physical reality, and what most stories, if you really look at it, most movies or films um, uh, look at. And at the end, the martyr is when we really surrender to God, which is being a martyr and doing everything we can for for God. And then that's when it works the best. Because that's why we're here. So anyways, stories. And why I'm so fascinated with the work, you know, that the Cowans and Kaufmans and Vollmers and Mike Stone, who we have had on, um... Don Lester, David Parker, Melissa Sell, um, the Baileys, of course, Uh, all these folks. And another guest we're going to have on next week who's been doing some great work with this. And we're going to do more that this incredible thing that there is no virus, there are no bacteria. There are no funguses. There are no parasites. There's nothing that is trying to kill us. Now think about that. Our entire life pretty much uh, has been based on the idea that there is something out there that is ready to pounce on us. At any time. Think about it. Vaccines when you're kids. Got to get a vaccine because, whoa! There's measles, there's mumps, there's whooping cough, there's diphtheria, there's, I don't know, HPV, what was that? Human virus. they gave. Are they still doing that? And I don't know, how many vaccines do they give kids now? 20, 30, 40? Think about that. For what? Nothing. Doesn't exist. These things don't exist. There's nothing out there trying to get us. This is such, you talk about the mother load of things coming to, arising uh, out of the subconscious in 2023. Well, the last two or three, four years since we've really learned about this. I think Cowan was really the first guy, Tom Cowan, The mother load that the entire medical model, probably two, three trillion dollars, I don't know how much, huge, is built on this one idea, the germ theory. I mean, that thing falls apart and the whole thing just implodes right so if you don't think that they whoever they are is out there uh, trying to uh, stop you know but what's interesting is that they've really cut back on on really hardcore opposition because they found out like in the case of Dr. Sam Bailey when they really start going after her in New Zealand, I I think they took away her practice and they took her off. She was a news presenter doing special health things. She lost her job there. The whole thing. Just try to kick her booty. And they, you know. But she was getting, she talked about it on the show that we did Wednesday. She was getting donations and people from all over the world saying, hey, how can I help you get this out? This is important stuff. So I think the the, the people that think they're in the in the control group control room, I like to use that term in the control room, that they began to find out. You know, if we really, and you know, pretty, if we're going to resist these people, and really, you know, give them a hard time, um, we may be giving them more energy than we should, and uh, so they've stopped naming names because of that. So, I mean, they may be little psychos, but they've, you know, they're, they're picking up on it. So that's interesting. So, we're developing a project uh, called Virus that is going to be a dramatic story about mm, 40-ish female feisty homeopathic doctor maybe who sues a big agency, CDC, AMA, or all of them. I'm not sure yet. That all has to be worked out, and then it's gonna be uh, taking them to court to to have them have to prove that there's a virus, and then the entire, it'll be a courtroom drama, so you, the audience, will be able to learn that there's no such thing as germs, and you can do it in a, in a uh, emotional, theatrical way, telling a story, and that when that baby's over, you're going to go, whoa. And as much as I enjoy documentaries and all of that, there's been lots of documentaries on there is no virus, you know, you know, pandemic and all that. But And they're great. And I'm not dissing them whatsoever. They all serve their purpose. But have they changed anything, the documentaries? Again, they're great. Sure, they've helped more people, but I like to go, you know, I'm a Scorpio, I like to go for the big ones, and I, you know, I want to have, you know, a film where it makes as much as, uh, not for the money, but just the exposure of Tom Cruise latest, where it's a billion and a half dollars. You know how many people watch that one? Whatever that name of that thing is? You know the name of it. I don't even the name of it's not in my consciousness that's what I want that's what I want to expose this you can do it with a dramatic film and that's what we're going to do so what we resist persist so what the the powers of that were I don't even know what to call them anymore they figured out that they've stopped naming names on this show-me-the-virus thing because when they resisted them, it helped them to get stronger. And this is what happens when we resist these people. So don't do it. Uh, I mean, you can, but we don't do it here. We don't do it because we don't do it. Uh, Because we don't do it. Because it just makes them stronger. We can point them out from a very... um, Mm. just quiet, matter-of-fact way, we can point it out, and so you understand what's going on and who these people are and what they're doing, but we don't hate them, we don't fight them, we don't do anything. Because it just gives them more juice when we do that. And it works the same way for Pain works the same way for illnesses. It works the same way for everything. And we'll explain more about that in a moment. Right now, we have this little product, 20% off. Promo code OPTIMIZE, 20% off right now.
1: Here is a little primer on colostrum. Colostrum is this amazing food. And of course, we have it in a powdered form. So it comes kind of like a dried milk, although technically, colostrum is not really a dairy product. It is the sort of first food for mammals. It's made where dairy products are made in the body or it comes from that same place, but it's not really a milk, even though it comes from udders. And, of course, all mammals produce colostrum, and they produce that colostrum to feed their young mammals. Really love the idea that if we're going to have cows and we're going to milk them, that that colostrum becomes the most medicinal part of that whole system. So colostrum in human bodies does a lot of different things, But its primary stuff is it keeps the immune system in shape. So when we're using colostrum, it keeps our immune system kind of like going to the gym almost, like keeps it fit so that we can fight off infection. It's one of the things it does really helps us do really well. That's a natural, normal thing for us, but we're living in a world that really breaks our immune system down. So we need immuno allies. Probably nothing in the world supports our ability to stay antiviral the way colostrum does.
0: That's a lovely product. We've been taking it for years. Not that that means anything to you, but we have and love it. You can click and order, colostrum, and you can order the one or two kilo containers, get on the auto ship for the best price, and survival link. Right here, one Radio networkcom That's right, Patrick Talk Show host guy and promo code right now, OPTIMIZE. OPTIMIZE. That that commercial probably is 10 years old, so uh, the whole term of viral probably could have a different meaning. Now, Daniel Vitalis still may be a germ guy. That's fine. I love him. I love his products. We're going to have him on the show soon. It doesn't matter. We are not here... <clears throat> Try to convince anything, anybody, unless they ask what our opinion is. You know, and you asked by turning on the, the show here this morning, so I get a little, I get a little free range here. Uh, if you didn't want to hear my opinion on it, you, wouldn't be here. So, but otherwise we don't. And uh, you know, we've had we've had folks on the show that we really like, and they have a lot of good information. That are still germies, that's fine. This is a big deal. There's no reason in the world why all souls are going to jump on this right away. Uh, this uh, germ thing has been imprinted in, in our DNA or RNA or EPA uh, since for lifetimes, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, I can't. I can't. I don't know that for sure. But certainly this lifetime, from day one, uh, schools, uh, doctors, vaccines, uh, the media, movies, mm, things can get you. So I would encourage you to listen to the shows that we've done on this with Mike Stone, with uh, Steve Falconor, with uh, Kaufman, Cowan, Melissa Sell, and Vollmer. Um, These are all folks that have indicated their interest in in helping on this film we're going to make as consultants. Uh, We'll see. Um, Well, I'll just leave it at that. Um, So... So it's a big deal, and it's a big one for folks uh, to to actually get. So I don't I don't criticize anybody that is into the germ thing. That's not my job. Um, when they are they will come around to the truth when they are ready. Easy as that. You know that's the old saying in in spiritual matters that the teacher. This is so cool. The teacher appears when the student is ready. Uh, What does that mean? It means that not until the soul is ready and open to the information that the person has, teacher, master, somebody that has information that you don't or may not, you don't generally hear it, really hear it, until you're ready to hear it. You can hear it for 20 years, but if you're not ready to uh, open up to the idea, uh, it just kind of comes and goes. Just goes in, goes back out. But there's a time when all souls are ready to change their consciousness, which is a miracle, really, when somebody changes their consciousness to a new idea that they've held on to for, for years lifetimes maybe that's a big deal that's exciting stuff that's when souls go wow I have no idea I get goosebumps thinking about it. that's a miracle these are miracles and it's happening all the time with people I get emails all the time Exciting stuff! About uh, three and a half years ago, we became exposed to a technology called molecular hydrogen, and we we promoted a machine, and it was great. And we used it for oh gosh, we had the Aquacure. We used it for man over three years over three years george is a great guy and he invented this machine he built it and uh, we had we had very good results with it we then came across a machine that we believed no dissing george and the whole thing i don't talk badly about the cure. if you've got your cure from us you're fine just keep it you're you're fine <laughs> you know now we i get emails all the time I mean, at least two a day. How come you changed this one? Is mine okay? Do I need to buy this one? And I'm very honest with people, because the truth will set you free, baby. Um, I believe, with my research, that this is a superior technology with the materials, with the quality and the purity of the hydrogen, with the no maintenance, um, with the, the water that it makes, with the gas that it produces, it's made in Japan where the hydrogen technology is like, nobody in the world is higher on the totem pole as the people in Japan who make this machine. It's called the HydroFix, also called uh, Holy Hydrogen, and uh, I really like it. Now, people say, this is the big question, is there any difference, are you feeling any difference from you know, this one or the other one, and, uh, I, there's just no way I could answer that question. You see, it's hard to explain this, but let me let me try. Healing, energy, um, miracles, um, healing, the body healing is has so many factors, right? What we think, what we believe, what we imagine, what we expect. You with me? What we think, what we believe, what we imagine, what we expect. And then you go on the other end, if we're worried about anything, if we're uncomfortable, if we're uncertain, if we have any fears, if we're afraid of death. You add all those things. That's the number one thing. And then you add all of the physical, right? What you're putting into your body. Maybe hydrogen. Maybe oxygen. Maybe uh, ribeye steak. Maybe kale. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. And then you have all of the different supplementations you may be taking. How do these affect the body? Okay? Okay you know, pine pollen and all the things we do, colostrum, I love colostrum. Uh, I love the new uh, 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 ancient kind of forest-grown black walnuts, black walnut powder that Sir Thrival has. So when you get your colostrum, get some of that, whoo, um, then you have all of those things, right? And then we have all of the things that we breathe in, in the air, in the water, in the food, that are just out there, right? And products that we put on our body—you got to be careful there. Um, things we wash our clothes with, all this stuff, chemicals we may have in the house. So you got all this stuff. So I mean, you—you want to—you know where I'm going with all this. So for me to be able to say, well, for the last three months when I've been doing the holy hydrogen. Um, I can say it's doing this and this and this for my body that the hydro I cannot say that there's no way I can say that so I'm not gonna make that up I could and sell more but that's not my thing the truth will set you free all I can tell you is that I continue to get healthier to get happier to get more settled in my body everything keeps getting better for me Now, if that's an advertisement for this machine, so be it. So the other question, well, should I get the holy hydrogen? And I said, I can't tell you that. If you can afford, here's what I say to people in the emails. If you can afford it, have it in the budget and get it. I think it's a very valuable tool to have. Go ahead. If you can't, don't, don't put yourself in financial thing. Use just use what you have, and you're fine. Does that make sense? That's how I do it. It's the only way I know how to deal with it. Holy hydrogen promo code one radio on oneradionetwork.com. There's no maintenance on this puppy. That's another key factor of why we change. No maintenance, and the other one has. Quite a bit, and also they have a payment plan. And you asked for that. We had a lot of emails over the years. You know, I don't have twenty four hundred dollars or whatever it was, whatever it's two thousand something, depending on the discounts. Um, so can I and can I pay over time? I purchased my holy hydrogen over time. I did over twelve months. I'm paying a couple hundred a month a month. Easy peasy, takes about two minutes, and get it. So I just want to be real clear with you on how this works and why it works and why we changed. And uh, I love George. God bless George, and he's doing fine. But it's just like anything. When When we move on from one relationship to another, it doesn't mean that the relationship we moved from is bad. People get divorced all the time. Doesn't mean that the wife or the husband was bad. It just, we just moved on. That makes sense to you? Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one Radio Network.com. And this is something that I really know because uh, every Every woman that I used to have a relationship with, regardless whether it was two months, a year, two years I've had one, couple, three years, four years every time, everyone in my lifetime, today, today, I'm good friends with, everyone, actually really good friends with. Them. That's the deal. So that's, oh, this looks great. Let's see if I can look at this. Let me try to get it on the whole screen so I can read it. I haven't read this thing. Uh, um, we had a, a great show with Dr. Richard Massey, uh, how long ago was it, February 20th? no I don't know whatever the date yeah February twenty. Uh, Jim says around 54 minutes Dr. Massey talks about the ability of the little ones to accept the sins and suffering of the parent for the survival of all three the biological holy trinity what a neat concept with that being said, I have a question about abortion. Oh, gosh. Oh, well. I'll try. I may just have to say this. For, well, I can try. What would the doctor presume causes a woman to choose to abort a child? Free will decision. Is her, is her subconscious feeling that she does not want forgiveness and, and is willing to continue living in sin? Is abortion just a symptom in this case, meaning, it's a necessary evil for this point in the mother's life because she has she hasn't thought what's needed to raise a child. Hmm. Also, if only the most the innocent can truly accept our sins. Side note, and I believe this is as true because Jesus Christ has been forgiving sins and allowing Christians to live for 2,000 years. What does the doctor think about childhood vaccination? Okay, we're going to save this for him, and I can talk a bit about abortions, and I certainly have my opinions on sin, and I hope to not offend, but I think that the idea of sin is a made-up phenomenon, mostly by the Christian church. Sorry, I don't want to offend you. I will not, but... you don't. So maybe I shouldn't even say this. I will, I don't know. It's my truth, though. sorry if I offend, but sin is just made up. And to think that you would have to, as much as I respect and know of Jesus, this man, um, he said it himself, he was just a man, he was, he was not the only begotten son of God, you are too. This is all religions, you don't need anybody else to forgive your sins. You just don't. So, you know, think about that. Uh, there's no proof about this. I know it's a faith thing, and God love you. So, um, sorry. But, you know, abortion's a tricky one, only because... I don't even know if I should get into it. I don't even know. You know, everything... Happens to souls uh, and involved in something for a reason and all of these people involved in an abortion mother, father, the soul this is all an experience that they've all created on some level they've all created it including the soul that is in the womb that gets aborted it was their karma too so I'm not for or against it. It's just not my business. Everybody, everybody gets to do what they want to do. And everybody has to deal with the karma or the repercussions of doing what they do. And that's a God thing. So there's lots of interesting arguments about it. The way we talk about it in, in physical reality is just so stupid, you know. It just doesn't take into consideration all this stuff. It's not something you can talk about it. It shouldn't be something that's even uh, in the Supreme Court and all of this stuff. It's just all been bastardized and homogenized and, you know, it's just nuts what's going on. So I you know I, I I mean you can look at it so many different ways um, soul doesn't die so, on the pro-choice people's side, in fact, I'm not going to take any sides, on the pro-choice people's side, soul doesn't die. So, if a woman decides in the, to abort a fetus, the soul doesn't die. soul goes back to heaven, where it came from, and it'll get into another body. Is that an argument to do it? No way. I, I you know, I wouldn't do it myself unless something weird was happening so you see what i'm saying it's just not black and white folks and it's a spiritual issue and it's none of our business so from that standpoint would it be more um people should be able to do it if they want to i'm a libertarian and i'd probably would say yeah do i support it and would i do it no uh, but if somebody came to me and um you know, did a session with me or something and said, here's a blah, 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 this is going on and what would you, I wouldn't tell them what to do, I would just uh, people get to do what they want to do and then they, they deal with any karma that comes to it. That's the way it should be. Government shouldn't be involved in any of this stuff. And if doctors want to do it, they should do it. If there's any karma attached to it, and I'm not saying there is or isn't, it's way above my pay grade. They should be able to do it. I think. Just from the libertarian political standpoint. So I'm going to save this guy for, for, my, for Richard Massey. Let him get into all that thing. I would encourage you to get with Mike Stone's work who was on our show last week. And he puts out some cool emails. Uh, he's got a little thing you can sign up for. Uh, check this out. He writes, syphilis is a disease that I had never given much thought to for the majority of my life. I was born in a time when syphilis was moved aside as the big bad sexually transmitted disease. I remember that. In order to make room for a successor to the throne in HIV. Growing up, we were never really taught much about syphilis in school or at home. Uh, but it was, it was you know, un, it was like people were unlucky enough to be diagnosed Diagnosed with HIV, we were taught to fear blood, needles, and drug use concept, and the whole thing. I won't go through the whole thing. Well, you you might want to get this sign up, but he makes a great argument. It's a lot longer than I thought. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... These things are all, you don't catch anything. Dr. Jennifer Daniels has talked about it. Mm. All of the cow and everything. We don't catch these things. They're just not caught. We don't catch anything. We don't catch HIV. It never existed. We don't catch syphilis. We don't catch uh, herpes. We just don't. So check out Mike Stone's work, Cowan's work, and you can learn about this stuff. But isn't it fun to be able to think about? Now, this is not an argument to go out and look for love in all the wrong places and have unprotected sex with you know. No, you know, you know. know, Then you take it to the to the dark side. So again, you know, these things are all uh, spiritual issues, and um, and everybody gets to do what they want to do and you, you have the ability to choose what you want to do, to look into things, and uh, then you make your choice. Free will. Uh, Jennifer Daniels argues that even the herpes thing is, is, a, is, a, is a, um, a thinning of the skin. Literally, the skin is losing um, strength and then friction from sexual activity can then cause these herpes viruses and they're not they're not viruses as we're told to erupt on the sexual organs and then people say I caught a herpes virus but there is no herpes all of these viruses <laughs> i know it's crazy all these viruses are in our body They're there for a reason. Bacteria, parasites, fungus, all of them. They're there to clean up. This is all, in my opinion, what I've learned over the last four, five, three, four years. They're all in our body to clean things up. Pretty cool, huh? So, check out these folks, look into it. You may come to that conclusion. But what I found really curious, by the way, our phones uh, don't work. People are saying, I can't get in your phone. Yeah, our phones are not working. We had a nice storm. Email Patrick at One Radio Network.com. Two, two emails already. I want to call, but it says your phone is disconnected. That's no, just not working. Patrick at One Radio Network.com. Use the whole email thing. Okay. Kevin, you think bacteria don't exist. Oh, they exist, but we can't catch bacteria. We don't catch bacterial infections. Bacteria, my understanding, and all the research shows, that bacteria are in our body to clean things up, just like viruses, just like parasites, just like fungus, just like everything. But we don't catch bacteria. We don't get bacterial infections. Never been proven. You can't transfer bacteria from one person. Can't do it. Bacteria are in our bodies to clean things up. And it's funny, because this person, he's written in lots of times, and he just doesn't want to give this up. And that's fine. You can keep emailing me. But I think it's really interesting how when we have a thought or an idea that something is the way it is, we will fight to the death to, to prove that we're right rather than going in the other way and say, wow, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I really would look into this. I mean, Kevin, I, I, I recognize the fellow's name in his email. Wouldn't, every time we talk about this, he sends in something, questioning it. Wouldn't you be a happier guy a healthier guy if you actually let go of the idea that you believe all these things exist, the germs, and prove to yourself that you were wrong? Would you not be happier knowing that nothing can hurt you? Or why would you want to continue to believe that something out there can hurt you? Do you think that's helping you? Do you think you're healthier? Do you think you're happier because believing that something can hurt you And folks will fight to the death to believe that what they believe is true. It's a religion. It's scientism. It's just ego. You just don't want to let go of what you believe for the last 30, 40 years. I couldn't have been wrong. No way. No way. No way. I couldn't have been wrong. but you were don't you think that's a good thing They say like, man wow I just spilt my tea to me that's the most exciting this is the only reason we're here to figure out that all the things we believe to be true or not this is, this is these are miracles so Kevin go for it don't keep trying to convince yourself that you're right. Uh, I heard Tom Tom Cowan say again we're going to try to broadcast his show at one o'clock central we'll try. Um, I heard him say on one of the shows that we broadcast a couple years ago that we're always trying to prove ourselves wrong. We are always trying to prove ourselves wrong. All of us in the show me the virus camp. You know, they ask people to send it in. Show it to me. Show us the virus. You know, show you know show it. We, we want to see it. Because God says, Man, if we're wrong, we're just gonna move on, okay? Then we just wasted three years of our life and we were wrong, fine. But they're not. Because nobody nobody can prove it. Trust me, if somebody could, they would. Because the virus thing is, you know, the all-time mother load, as we said before. There's a, I don't know if I can find this guy. There's an article, oh, by the way, I want to just mention this guy. There, you can go on Dr. Sam, Samantha Bailey's website, so to Kevin, if you want to believe in germs, I would encourage you to get this, Kevin. Go to Samantha Bailey's website and you'll find a Farewell to Virology, expert edition, Dr. Mark Bailey. I think it's about 75 pages. I think it has a few hundred um, annotations. What do they call those things, you know? Hundreds. I just... I sent this PDF. It's a PDF. You can print it if you want to just get a hard copy and then study it. I sent this over to a printer in Dripping Springs yesterday and they're going to put it into a little booklet. And I've never read this. And I'm going to read it. And I'm going to really get up to speed. And this will be really great for... uh, the um, virus f- screenplay project. So, farewell to virology, and I'll see if we can, if Sharon can get this up on um, on our website. We've had so many comments on the Bailey Show on BitChute. If you want to see what people are thinking, we have a BitChute icon on the top right of One Radio Network, and you can click on it and then find the Bailey Show. It's right there on our, our, and uh, all kinds of really, really great. I'll read you some of them. Um, there's some people on there saying that the Baileys are one guy, that they're controlled opposition. It's funny. Since <laughs> so somebody responded to this person, some people are very clever. Um, you are a fool who said they're controlled. You don't have to be nasty. That's okay. But even if the Baileys, and even if Cowan, Kaufman, Vollmer, Lanka, Scoglio, I don't know him, I have to find him, S-C-O-G-L-I-O, Lester, David Parker, Sally Fallon, Jennifer Daniels, Nancy Turner Banks, and others are planned or controlled opposition and paid shills. They have provided information on virology, germ theory. Modern allopathic medicine has exploited them and all the fraudulent to support big pharma. And what they say about these think, what they say about these think was true before Rockefeller and Carnegie uh, bastardized medicine in the early 1900s is controlled opposition. He believes this person, like McCullough, Artis, Malone, Big tree Rogers Jones keep the narrative for the agenda by condemning the injections but they still believe in the virus and I agree now I'm not saying I'm not conjecturing that big tree and Jones uh, you know Rogan uh, Alex Jones and all these people McCullough are being paid by uh, the virus you know I don't I don't think they are I think they're good people they mean well they just don't Know what they're talking about. Sorry, Joe, Alex, they're virus people. And there's no evidence to, to that there is one. So, you know, why don't email these people and say, hey, where's this where's this virus you're talking about? Show it to me. Show me an isolated virus. Call these people down. Hey, Rogan makes, you know, $15 million a year. He should get it right. Big tree. Even RFK Jr., he's a virus guy. And then the lab leak. Oh, my. This is what we started our show with, with the Baileys. Um, I'm not sure why I found Anyway, there was an article. And they're really pushing this lab link thing. Big time, um, especially the Republicans. Oh yeah, they they are really pushing this lab link. Why? They're pushing the lab link, in my opinion, because they want to go to war with China. Let's see if I can fill this up. <clears throat> See if I can find this. Oh, I, I so I sent this. Yeah, there's some fellow in in um, some big shot virologist in in England uh, saying saying something about the lab link thing, saying that it's not it wasn't made in China, but it was made somewhere else. Blah blah blah. Well, I sent this article to. Mark Bailey I said well what do you think about this because they claim that here it is oh I found it (laughs) yeah it was on Citizen Free Press the article was Fauci paid Scientist $18 million to change his opinion on COVID. So, this man who wrote this article is Christian Anderson, a British scientist who emailed Fauci on January 31st saying the virus looks lab made. The man on the right is Christian Anderson, the guy who Fauci called on 212 in order to publicly say it wasn't lab-made, which he did. Fauci then gave um, $18 million over the years, so this fellow would quit saying it's lab-made. So this fellow is arguing, right, uh, that it's lab-made. The paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been revealed and approved by NIH. Not sure what this means, since we are sure that no coronavirus has gone through the P3 framework, we will determine if we have any distant files, blah, blah, blah. So I sent this, and he's claiming that he, he has seen this, this virus. So I sent this to Mark Bailey. So, what do you think about this? He says, it was great to be on your show again. It feels like chatting with our old friend. These guys are only seeing genetic sequences that they claim are viral. As always, where is the step that shows that they come from a virus particle? They don't have it. They start their analysis with the false premise that the sequence comes from coronaviruses and put together their simulated genomes. They say this sequence looks a bit funny. Document the the trial, document the trail back to the 1980s. A farewell to virology. None of the sequences were ever shown to come from viruses. They are chasing the dragon. RNA and DNA does not equal virus. So, this stuff is so geeky, so complicated, and so, you, you know, unless you're the Baileys and Cowens and people that look at this thing and the Mike Stones, you would never figure out because you just believe that they show you some genetic sequence and they, well, that's a virus. He's a, he's a scientist and blah. So, that's what the whole world is working on. That's what they're doing. So, they're basing the entire thing on false premises that they've proven don't exist. And he goes through it step by step with annotations. So, so what can I say? Unless you are willing to look into it and dig into it and see what it's about, you're just gonna be caught up in a, in a fairy tale